Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Emanuel podcast. Today is May the 18th. I am Amy, and I'm here with Karen. Hello. Uh, we are here because we want to encourage you to chew on the words of Scripture and apply them to your lives. And so today we're going to be reading from Proverbs chapter 18. It says, An unfriendly person pursues selfish ends and against all sound judgment starts quarrels. Fools find no pleasure in understanding, but delight in airing their own opinions. When wickedness comes, so does contempt, and with shame comes reproach. The words of the mouth are deep waters, but the fountain of wisdom is a rushing stream. It is not good to be partial to the wicked, and so deprive the innocent of justice. The lips of fools bring them strife, and their mouths invite a beating. The mouths of fools are their undoing, and their lips are a snare to their very lives. The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. They go down to the inmost parts. One who is slack in his work is a brother to one who destroys. The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. The wealth of the rich is their fortified city. They imagine it a wall too high to scale. Before a downfall, the heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. To answer before listening, that is folly and shame. The human spirit can endure in wickedness, but a crushed spirit who can bear. The heart of the discerning acquires knowledge, for the ears of the wise seek it out. A gift opens the way and ushers the giver into the presence of the great. In a lawsuit, the first to speak seems right until someone comes forward to cross and cross-examines. Casting the lot settles disputes and keeps strong opponents apart. A brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. Disputes are like the barred gates of a citadel. From the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled. With the harvest of their lips, they are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. The poor plead for mercy, but the rich answer harshly. One who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So Karen, what about that sticks out to you today? Well, I think this one has a couple of good ones, mm -hmm. but the one that I think um, that is a, as I said before we started, this is a harsh truth that Solomon <laughs> brought us, was... Um, 19, a brother wronged is more unyielding than a fortified city. So I think we just need to be careful that we treat our brothers with, with respect. Yeah. Um, that, we're, that we're careful with our words. We're careful with how we treat each other. Um, because when we do offend our brothers, mm -hmm. that, that we can cut them off for a long time. That yeah. it's hard to repair that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't more unyielding than a fortified city. Like yeah. that's, that's harsh. Yeah. No, I think that when we are wronged and hurt by the people who are closest to us, whether those are close friends who sit closer than a brother or actual, uh, blood family, either way, like those hurts are so much more deep than a stranger or someone that you don't like that it becomes much more difficult to forgive and to let those people back in and trust again because of the trust that was broken. And so, yeah, I think that uh, whenever we have people close to us, we need to not take that for, uh, take advantage of that, but instead really um, 
hold on to it and treat it with the respect that it's due. So yeah, I think that's really good. And you know, for you and me, because I love you, uh, uh, the, the part that says the friend that sticks closer than a brother, um, you know, I'm, I'm very close to my family, but I've been so blessed to have friends that, that are like family to me that, you know, bring my family into their family and we become kind of like a big family. Um, and so I, in, in, in this public forum, I want to tell you that you're closer than a brother to me. Like Aww. Your, your friendship is very valuable to me, and I think that we all need that in our lives. We do. I know. You've been such a blessing. Your family's been a blessing mm. to me, so and we love you guys. I know uh, when we didn't get to spend Christmas Day with you guys this year, which <laughs> we did for the last couple of years, I was a little sad. I mean, it was good to be with my family, yeah. and it was, you know, circumstances out of our control. I mean... It wasn't, but it was. We had to go do our own separate things with our with our real families. <laughs> um, but I was a little sad because we had spent the last couple of Christmases together um, because of COVID and everything yeah. else. So mm-hmm. it was it was a little sad to me. But your family has been such a blessing, and to watch your kids grow up. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, it's been so good. Um, and and so yeah, God gives us those people in our lives, and He knows that we need them, and and it's been quite a blessing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, speaking of that, though, mm. you and I have been talking about the quarrelsome wives yes. on quite a few podcasts, <laughs> and this one has 22. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. So you hear that, guys? It's good to have a wife. That's right. It's good to have a wife. Yes. So you need to find one. It's good. And mm. you will find favor from the Lord, even if she can be a little quarrelsome. Remember, halt. Are you hungry? Are you angry? <laughs> are you lonely? Or do you need a break? Are you tired? Yes. <laughs> um, that's that's uh, that's good. You know, mm-hmm. it's good to have a wife. And I know for me, I am so blessed by my husband. Yeah. Um, and I am blessed by my friends' husbands. Like yeah. just seeing mm-hmm. the example they set, and that they are friends with my husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband needs friends, <laughs> <laughs> um, and they're they're good for him. So uh, it God, you know, we find favor mm-hmm. with our spouses, and so it's. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, marriage can definitely be a huge blessing. If you choose the right person and treat them well, then um, there's nothing better. Uh, But a lot of these verses talk about words. And I know as ladies, we have a tendency to get a bad reputation for using our words uh, unkindly. There's some talk in in the verses about gossip and stuff like that. And so... um, what do you think? How, how can we be more careful with our words and knowing where to build up rather than tear down? Um, I, well, you guys know I use my words a lot. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think one of the first things we need to make sure that we do that is that we are, um, that we are, I can't remember the right word I want to use, but that we're not using false words, that yeah. we are using genuine words, mm-hmm. that when we tell someone that we think that they look beautiful that day, that we genuinely think that they look beautiful. Don't tell them that they look beautiful when they look like a hot mess that day because <laughs> they know that you're lying to yes. them. Um, <laughs> um, so if you're going to say that they look beautiful, just say, I love that color that you're wearing that day <laughs> or something along those lines, but that you don't... Um, that, that you do compliment, that we build each other up, that yeah. we need to be building each other up, but you need to not be using compliments that are false yeah. um, because then that doesn't give weight mm-hmm. to your words. And so build each other up, 
with uh, compliments that are um, that are true. Yeah. Um, so that your words ring true to people. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's the first step. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's good. Um, uh, it it talks about gossip. The the words of gossip are like choice morsels. So they go down into the inmost parts. And I think that that's why as women we tend to grab for that is that we know that it kind of brings others into us and and draws them to us and makes them want to be around and hear more about all of yeah. the juicy all, things that we, we like have to drama. tell them yeah totally i watch some of those shows that are drama yeah uh <laughs> and so i think that on the other end we need to be aware of like if if that if we're feeling that draw we need to kind of step back and say wait is this because i am enjoying the real conversation and friendship with this person or is it just because I'm trying to get in on the latest uh news about what's happening with everyone around me um because that can that can get really dangerous and I think in a church um that gossip can be in the guise of um oh it's a prayer request right yes Oh, I have a prayer request about this person. Uh-huh. And I think guys are just as guilty. I've heard that. Oh, those guys can be <laughs> They bad. can. Anyway. They can. Uh-huh. But um, be careful and make sure that prayer request is is a true prayer request. And and I've been taught over the years that it's not my story to share. Yes. Like, make sure if you're sharing a story that it's your story to share, mm-hmm. even if it's about your kids. Yeah. Like, is that really your story to share? Mm-hmm. Um, and Amy, I've heard Amy do it. Amy's like... I'm going to let Eli share that if Eli wants to share Mm. that. Um, That even with your children, that you protect their privacy and that you allow them to share a story if they want to share a story. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you ask someone, is it okay if I share this? Um, That we don't, that we don't gossip about others. And I don't know, what do you think about if you are there, should you just walk away or should you actually say, I think we need to stop talking about this? You know, I've I've done both ways. Um, a lot of times it depends on the situation. If it's just me and one other person, I will kind of say, oh, you know, we should probably not be talking about this. Whereas maybe if it's a big group, I don't want to embarrass the person that's there. So maybe I'll come back to them later and say, you know, you might want to think about that. But I don't want to call somebody out in the middle of, you know, a, a large group. And so I do, I do think it kind of depends on the situation and how you feel God is leading you to deal with the situation. Um, and I think that you will, you'll get some leading on that if you are really aware of it and stop to think about what's going on. That's my opinion. So, but these are good. And so it says with shame comes reproach and then, uh, also just deprive the innocence of innocent of justice. And so I know that there's people that I know that are gossips or, Mm. They like to say, oh, I, you know, that's not so bad. This is what's worse or whatever. And I avoid those people. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather not talk to you today. Uh Um, And so you don't want to be one of those people. No. And, and you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I agree. You don't want to be one of those people. It, it makes me, like, I, I just don't trust them with my stories, right? It, right. They're not someone I'm going to uh, approach with vulnerable information because I'm worried that it's going to be shared with other right. people. And if you're in my Bible study or you're in my group, I'm less likely to share yeah. real stuff that's going on in my life because I don't want my information shared beyond that group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely keeping each other's confidence and... Uh, not sharing other people's stories with the world is um, of great value if you want to be a good friend. 
Uh, there was one more that I really wanted to talk about. It's verse 10. It says, The name of the Lord is a fortified tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. It's really good. I like that. I like that. I, so on that one, mm-hmm. I've been teaching, because I teach uh, pre-K, mm-hmm. and I've been teaching them that they don't just have to pray to God during meals mm-hmm. or just bedtime or whatever, that they can talk to God just like they talk to their moms and dads. So we've been practicing that, <laughs> and I love it. And so I, I like this verse, and I think I might introduce them to yeah. them, mm-hmm. introduce it to them, that they know that what they tell God is safe. Yeah. That they're safe talking to him mm-hmm. and that we should feel the same way that we can tell God anything mm-hmm. and it's safe there. Yeah. And so even those secrets that just feel too vulnerable to tell anybody mm-hmm. else, I know that's not exactly what it's saying, but we were talking about all of our words yeah. and gossips and stuff, but anything that just feels too vulnerable, too, mm-hmm. too squishy, like you just yeah. feel squishy. And like, <laughs> no, that's just too much to share with anybody because it's, I'm going to get hurt mm-hmm. that you can take it to God yeah. and it's safe there, mm-hmm. that he's a fortified tower and it's safe there mm-hmm. and he's going to keep it safe. And so I love yeah. that. That's verse. really good. Yeah. And I think the same way, whenever I'm talking with the teenagers at our small group about how God's not afraid of our doubts, the same thing, like we can bring to him and say, you know, I'm struggling with how you're a good God and these things are happening and he's not afraid to hear those things and it's not going to make him angry to know that we're thinking and considering him. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's safe to bring any part of your life to God. And I think that that's really good. That's good insight about that verse for sure. And he can handle it. I tell him sometimes I'm mad at him and he hasn't turned me away yet. I'm not mad at him today and he's glad, but (laughs) we have those conversations and he's big enough to take all of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's difficult for me to, to look at the verses that say, you know, the righteous are going to be safe because I don't think that that's a guarantee of, physical safety, right? Like he, he doesn't guarantee that, you know, we won't be martyred or something terrible won't happen, but it's a, a deeper safety, a spiritual safety that right. is um, even more valuable than a physical safety. Well, and that, and we know that Jesus has gone up and he's prepared a place for us. So yeah. that's where our safety is. That's mm-hmm. where our, and it's not our earthly mm-hmm. safety. Yeah. But one day <laughs> our heavenly safety in us will be like, we will be there with God and with Jesus. And that's where our safety is. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and we just need to remember that, yep. that our earthly bodies may not be quote unquote safe. Mm-hmm. God never guarantees that. Um, if, if he did, then we would be immortal. Yeah. And we're not. That's mm-hmm. he, never <laughs> mentioned that in the Bible ever, any, anywhere, ever, ever. Um, but, um, but that our, our feelings matter to him mm-hmm. and that our, that our secrets matter, not our secrets. He doesn't really want us to have secrets. <laughs> um, but that our, you know, how we're feeling, what's going on matters to him. Our lives matter to him. And so we need to share that with him. Yeah. And those are safe. Mm-hmm. He's our safe place. And um, and so that's where that verse yeah. is just really powerful. Mm-hmm. I love it. Great stuff today. We encourage you to uh, go through it yourselves and find the ones that stick out to you and meditate them meditate on them throughout the day and allow God to speak into your life through this proverb and uh, we, we hope you have a good one and we'll talk to you tomorrow <laughs>